Welcome to the Freud's Angels podcast, where two highly intuitive women dig into everyday problems using our connection to the divine, psychology, and energy work. We support you in your self-awareness, growth, and aid you in your shadow work. Now we're your hosts. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Grace. Let's get into the show. Hello, angels. Welcome. Welcome. Episode 129. We are recording this on not Sunday. So we'll see how this goes. (laughs) It is at the end of the day instead of the beginning of the day. So this is kind of an experiment of sorts um, of the different energy. Like I know I feel like I'm in a different energy um, at the end of the day. And then I am, you know, on a nice casual Sunday morning where I've woken up and maybe I read a little bit. I sat with my coffee and today we're recording this after being late for everything all day long today, <laughs> including <laughs> this recording. <laughs> and um, yeah, so that'll be, that'll be interesting to see uh, h- how it goes. And and this is actually a topic that goes that does go hand in hand with what I just said with my day today. So yeah. what are we going to get into? Um, I think we're going to get into um, discerning the difference between discipline and commitment hmm. and how sometimes one doesn't work and the other one does. And sometimes you have one and then you lean into the other one through that commitment. So there's a lot to unpack, I think, in this. And yeah, it's going to be an interesting podcast because I too am like, okay, I'm not at the end of my day, but I could sure use a nap. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't, we're we're usually like ready to go and pumped up and we're both just like, oh boy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But we are both wearing blue. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yes. I don't wear blue very often. And I, and I, and then I picked this dress out today too, which is a dress I don't wear very often. So (laughs) I like it. It's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so discipline, I mean, the word has so many facets. Yeah. You can use you just it. say it to me and I'm like, no. <laughs> I know. It holds a lot of a big charge for some of us because it's, you know, what does discipline mean? I mean, what is the actual definition of discipline? I mean, um, I don't know that any of us knows. <laughs> Other know than that? to control something. Yes. Control word. Yes. Because parents use use it to control their children, disciplining your children. And then you use it to yourself when you're trying to do something, like achieve something. Yes. And I, I don't, there's a big charge because I feel in the social media, I feel in the world, our parents, society, our teachers, everything is there's no wonder why people rebel because there is in some cases there's so much control in their life so much discipline that they don't feel like they can be themselves be autonomous it's all about what i need to do for another person hello people pleasers like you know there's there's sometimes you know this disconnect between the proper use of what discipline is. And so the actual definition of discipline is the practice of training people to obey (laughs) or a code of behavior using punishment to correct disobedience. 
I don't know about you, but when somebody tells me I don't have any discipline, I don't really fucking want it either. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, sounds pretty awful. Sounds like you're telling me my life is great. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I had written down because this is what my clients said the other day. She, she was like, well, when I think of being disciplined, I think of being punished. Yeah. Because I've done something wrong. And I was like, that is a hundred percent. Like if I have to be disciplined, it means that my way of doing it is incorrect. Right. Like that's what it feels like. And uh, yeah, I love that, that, that that punishment came up. I love, I mean, like it, it, it gives like validation to the idea that we, that it is about obedience versus like what, you know, what we're about to get into of like something that's a little bit more positive, something that's a little bit more motivating. Yeah. Like we, we have come to believe in many different ways, like beyond like the whole spanking as discipline thing. We have come to believe that punishment do like making yourself believe that you have to like do some sort of penance is the way it's the way to, be successful it's the way to be proper it's the way to be like you know proud of your your conduct and and there's like some sort of pride attached to it and it's like i didn't get any of that dust when god made me there was no (laughs) like you're gonna love discipline you're gonna feel proud it's like no no i feel opposite i feel very much like when i am disciplined i'm not myself no and you know and 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 then to think about using it with yourself like to discipline yourself to be disciplined in the sense of the act of like i'm disciplined enough to follow my my eating regimen or my exercise regimen like that discipline it isn't i don't want to be disciplined and it's so the dynamic is so weird because i know some of you are like but i don't i'm not everybody tells me i'm not disciplined And then you turn around and look at how you are to yourself. Are you an overworker? Are you an overachiever? Do you constantly work beyond your ability? Do you rest when you're supposed to? Do you take time for yourself when you need to? No, that's a form of actual discipline. So even if your resistance to outside discipline, you're disciplining yourself for all of these things that you perceive notions of, I don't work hard enough, I'm not enough, I'm not pretty enough, or some whatever way, in a very subtle, non-society-driven discipline. Like, it's not your gym coach saying, you need to have more discipline and exercise. Like, we resist those disciplines, but we allow self-internal horrible discipline. So it's it's a really funny dynamic. I feel like there is this whole relationship with it internally as well as externally. Yeah. Well, and the funny part being that it comes, it comes from the external, right? Like, so I learned, we learned it from those quote unquote coaches all the, through our lives, because this is not innate in us to believe this, but that, so we rebel against them when they say it, but we've already internalized it. We've already created the programming around it. And that's why we're at, but we're acting from it with the belief system that we've done it ourselves, like that this comes from us, that this is our our inner being, like, you know, striving. (laughs) It's like, uh, no, it's not. It's the programming that you learned from somebody that you think you're rebelling against, but you're not because you're not listening to yourself. You're not understanding that if it feels negative, it is, it is like punishment, (laughs) right? Like if it, and it, you know, 
the air sign wants to say like if it's not fun it's not good for you <laughs> i get that as soon as i was about to say it, i was like all right like <laughs> check last I week's do, podcast <laughs> yeah yeah like i do get it you know because i have a tendency to if i'm not like grounded yeah it will it will appear that i don't have seriousness about like yeah. stuff in my life but that whole idea of like regimented equals disciplined equals the way to succeed is like wow can we like light that on fire please because this is why most people are miserable is because they're following this like idea they're following this concept and and to try to break somebody from this is really difficult it really is because it's that that thread that we that that we feel keeps everything together if i am undisciplined if i let go then all the everything that's attached to that thread goes too and i can't do that so i've got to run the tight ship walk the tightrope and and just keep it going how sad does that sound and discipline is used as shame yeah and i think that that's the biggest thing is that when you use something that's based in shame and you use it as shame it's never going to feel good. So if somebody who's a, supposed to be a gym-esque person, we're, let's talk about physical movement, exercising. If some person that's in the industry says to me, you're not disciplined enough because you don't do it every day. How is that ever going to make me want to do it? Yeah. How is that type of shame and discipline? Why would I ever want to be disciplined if it feels like shit? It's the same adage that I think some, and this is me um, kind of having a bit of a problem with parenting and, and like, and I don't blame the boomers, but the boomers, they perpetuate a lot of their families' belief systems that they were raised with onto, and now parents are becoming a little bit more understanding of what, how not to parent. And that's Mm -hmm. basic with extreme discipline, like, you know, and having the boomers come in and have this sense of like that discipline and order and like this harsh edge of like, you know, it's, it's no wonder that none of us want to be disciplined yeah. because discipline equals harm equals shame equals fear equals it doesn't, it never feels good. So why would any of us want to do something that already makes us feel horrible? Yeah. It's that idea of fear of punishment that 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 generation thought would work. You know, you better get good schools or I'm going to. I mean, I remember my stepfather threatening to put my brother's head through a wall if he didn't get better grades. Like, how is that ever going to work? Yeah. And what is like all this shit was made up, you know, my famous saying, like everything, all of this was made up. How did we get this far? Like, how did we get to that point where... Physical harm made sense about grades. Grades were made up. Like the whole thing was made up. Somebody said, and and it's, and it's not even like why, like it's not even like standardized. Even this to the testing isn't standardized because it's each state is different. So you can be super smart in South Carolina, quote unquote, and really not smart in New York because your standardized tests are different. Like it's all made up, but we get worked up about the programming that says and it's a whole tape that plays out that doesn't get played out in that moment 
right? Like if we play that whole tape out, okay, your grades aren't good. What's going to happen if your grades aren't good? I'm afraid that you're not going to be able to succeed in life because I was taught that you are that in school, you learn how to be smart enough to get through life. And so, and, and, and that makes me feel bad for you. But we run that tape back and we go into that moment and we're just going to discipline because we feel like if I make you feel motivated enough, you'll just do what what is best for you. What I have learned is best for you because that's what my programming says is best for me. But like you said, like a lot of parents are now starting to understand what is actually best for, for human beings, which children are is yeah, we do want to teach them how to succeed in life. We do want their brains to be like moving and creative and smart. That's not the way because fear makes them not creative and it makes it and it and it it, it puts a lot of children in a place where they can't learn because you can't learn in that state of survival. You can't learn in that state of fear. This, you know, like when we go through the whole thing, you can you can kind of see how the cycle happens, but the amount of people that stay stuck in it and keep perpetuating it is like, it's like dumbfounded, yeah. you know, like feeling of like, well, how could you, how do you not see so clearly that this is not working and that, that, that doesn't make sense. You know, that when you think of discipline, that's somebody else's program that you're, imp- that you're putting on somebody else. Like the idea of discipline, even in, you know, when you, when you give that, that example of the gym, it's like, if I'm being disciplined in taking care of my body, it doesn't look like working out every day. It yeah. looks like working out when I have the energy to, when I feel like I have the strength to, you know, it it looks, it, it even the things that I do look different. Sometimes I break it up during the day. To me, the quote unquote discipline is my my motivation to take care of myself. And I think that's where this comes in with, you know, when you had suggested the topic, you were like discipline versus commitment, you know, like let's put those two up against each other and really show how what we think we're looking for is not what we're actually looking for. That The thing that we've been using is not the thing that actually creates like the kind of success that we really want. Yeah. And Let's look at the people who love discipline. I don't know who how many of they are, but I mean, you see all these. I mean, I'm hyper focused right now on the the exercise industry because, yeah, <laughs> you know, I I look at the idea of movement and how to create consistent process in that, and then you see all these people online, and they're like, I'm so disciplined. I do this, this, this. I'm like, your stress level has got to be so fucking high that you can't, you, you're so like, like you're disciplined. Now there's a difference because some people say I'm so disciplined and they punish themselves. Like they work out until they actually almost injure themselves or they work out when they shouldn't work out because it's harming to their body that's a form of self-punishment now when you see some of these guys who are they're super focused they're more driven because they have a passion behind that driven there's a there's a passion behind that and they're driven to do it because it's what they love to do whether it helps them some i i know my alex one of my boys used to 
use exercise as a way to cope with his emotional upset. It was his way of coping. And not that that's always 100% the great thing to do, but it was an outlet versus becoming an alcoholic, a drug addict, whatever else he could have done. That was more the safer route. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it, but there's a, there's a driven factor versus discipline. Discipline yeah. is self-punishing or punishing, whereas being driven is, is steps from the idea of being committed. And if we step into commitment, now some people have an issue with commitment. I know, when you said it, it, I was like, man. I, I know. <laughs> like, do I like that one? <laughs> no, it's, it's but sometimes, almost, but just don't call it that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it, it's because that feels like being trapped. Yes. So even commitment, I mean, I mean, I mean be honest, Vanessa, you and Stop saying group, it. Stop saying it. <laughs> commitment. Vanessa is going to break out in hives. <laughs> She's like, you can't make me stay here. I could go. <laughs> but yeah, you notice I use the word grounded a hell of a lot more than I it's commitment. <laughs> grounded, you can uproot that at any time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So the actual definition of commitment, there's two, actually. The first one is the state or quality of being dedicated to mm. a cause, activity, etc. Like now, that. this second one is where some of us lie. I don't. It's just I have a different relationship with commitment. Um, and it, the second one is an engagement or obligation that restricts freedom of action. That's where I know. <laughs> So I think that's where some people get hooked up is in the second definition of it. But there is that first one as well. Like, that you know, sounded delightful. I was yes. like, dedication. I apparently love the word dedication. The dedication feels like it comes from your heart. Right. Exactly. It feels like it's heart based, which mm. is, you know, people, I know people are going to listen to this podcast and be like, it's just semantics. Well, no, it's really not. not because... It always has to do with the relationship with what the words make you feel. That's why it's important. That's why, like, if a, if a writer writes a novel and it's and they use certain types of wording, that it stirs something within somebody, but it may not stir somebody within the person next to them. That's why, I mean, my friend is a realtor and she took a course on how to write good descriptions of houses in order to get people to look at the house like yeah. there are words that trigger things within people mm -hmm. that you want to use like to do that so words matter words and matter. so when because when i think about commitment i don't have a charge around commitment because i it i first blush i see it as that i see it as being dedicated to something that you want to do you want to achieve being committed to me is a little bit more free in the sense of the ebb and flow of how that looks because being committed to it doesn't necessarily mean you're a straight line to it it's like healing it's never going to be a straight line to the end yeah. but if you're committed to something you allow the ebb and flow of process like there's planning involved. Okay, maybe there's a little bit of retraction because there's fear. You work out the fear. Then you step into action. Okay, 
some barriers are happening and feeling overwhelmed. So you take a moment and rest and recalibrate. Then you go back to it. The commitment allows the give and take of process of ebb and flow. And if you have a charge around the idea of commitment, you know, like Vanessa pointed out, the idea of maybe use dedicated. Dedicated is a really good word. Like I'm dedicated to see this process through however it comes out. And this is what I hope it results in. But that too is fluid because of knowing we're going to be a different person on the other end of it. And we're going to see it differently. And we're going to see, oh, this is actually better. So these words matter. And I could see the idea of dedicated, like that holds a charge for me because I don't feel I've ever been dedicated enough to see something through to the end. I've always started every, I'm a Gemini. I start everything, finish nothing. And <laughs> yeah, that's dedication to starting. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, one of my challenges that I actively work on is, is my commitment and dedication to finishing something. When you're passionate, when you enter passion, I think, into the category, you're also entering in the idea of the word driven. I'm driven to work this. There's more heat behind it. And I think that that's the the first initial blush, blush of passion that you get with starting something you're really super into. And then, but it also needs to be sustainable. And that's where the dedication and commitment come in, in that I am... I'm, I'm driven to do this. I'm committed to the process and I'm going to keep going. So that's, there's some words matter. And I think the point of what I'm trying to say in far too many words is, is cause I, I, when I start talking, I feel like I'm going on about this, but no, 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 it's good. <laughs> I feel that it's so important when you're writing or feeling into what you're doing, what you're what you're embarking on, whether it's a huge project, whether it's a lifelong dream, whether it's the first dream in the, in the box and you're just working at this one, um, or maybe you're working on healing, maybe you maybe you finally have said, okay, I I have healed the periphery, but I feel like there's core shit coming up. I mean, I think Vanessa and I have both been in that moment but we were dedicated to see it through. We knew on the other end and we're, whether we're even, even closer there, it doesn't matter. We're still committed and dedicated to working with ourselves and understanding ourselves so that we can heal and grow from this so that we can live life free of that energy. So it's important, the words are important. Yeah, the words are super important because we, you, you know, like we all have our own meanings, right? Because we all have our own experiences. And this is when, you know, like I had a session today that we talked about it and, and I heard over and over again, the trigger, you know, like, like I was being given examples and there was a word that kept coming up. And I was like, why is that word like making you lose your mind? Right? Like, what do you think that that word means to you? Right? Like there's no right or wrong answer because we're literally like, it's going to be right because you're going to tell me what it means to you. And then we're going to find out what the other person thinks that word means because we need to separate your meaning from theirs or else you're just going to keep 
like fighting over I didn't say that yes you did like yeah because you heard it that way because that's how that that's what that word means to you but when the other person understands what that word means to you you guys can come up with another word so that we don't have to keep hearing this because if that's a trigger word for you the other person sometimes will be like well then you need to stop being so sensitive and it's like no if we are in this together and we're trying to whatever then there is a give and take right like of well, let me see if there's something, if there's something else, it's not, it's not the end of the world to use a different word. We do it all the time with kids. We don't use big words. We use little words, right? Like you can do it when you care about somebody, you can change words around to avoid certain situations, or at least until that person can redefine your relationship with them. So we had that discussion about the words mattering and I thought about it as you were talking and I was like, what is my freaking deal with the word commitment? And I I, kind of went into the idea of like the words over and over again that we hear in our lifetime, discipline, commitment, dedication, where do we hear those the most in places we don't want to be in, to be honest, right? So what's the message? (laughs) Yeah. What's the, yeah, the gym school work right? A dedicated worker. It works 60 hours a week. Like, yeah. I don't want to be that. That sounds awful. So I'm going to be the non-dedicated worker, right? Like the shitty one, right? <laughs> right? So there's all these like different things, but that's what I thought of in my head. I was, I was like, all of these words for me have always meant things I didn't want to do and that I had to do. So I would have to do, I would have to stay committed and I would have to stay dedicated and I would have to, and I would have to, and I'd have to, and I don't want to, because it feels like I've, I've lost my choice that now there's something negative about me if I don't do those things. And when you said follow through, I was like, that's another one that feels like it's triggering me of like, I get to change my mind, right? Like we tell people this all the time. You get to change your mind. If you start something and you're like, this sucks, right? Like, and, and, and it's not for me. And you've really sat there and you've thought about it. You're allowed to abandon it because you're making a choice and you're also accepting what the consequence of that might be, right? If you've done it in a nice thought, thought out way, you're allowed to do that. But that's something you learn when you go to therapy to unlearn the idea of commitment and dedication and follow through and discipline in the areas that you don't really want to be in. Because guess what? when you are in an arena you don't that you do want to be in you don't even have to use those words because you're just going to do it you're just going to go forward to it you don't have to tell everybody that you're dedicated because you're just going to do it you don't have to tell yourself that you're dedicated because you're in it and you're following you know what like that's what like I was thinking about it and I was like I mean I am like I do have the ability to commit to things and I am dedicated to things but they're very fluid the things that I will allow myself to use those words with I'm committed to the process yeah. yeah. You know what that means? That means it can go whatever way it needs that, that it needs to. And that means it can end. And I've given myself permission to end it if that's what, or, 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 or have it go in different directions, but I don't like to be, I'm committed to following this through. Like mm-mm. I'm committed to going as far as it feels good because then after that, if it doesn't feel good and it doesn't align with me, I'm going to have to give myself permission because I've stopped giving myself permission to be uncomfortable and to be miserable because of these words because quitting makes me a quitter yeah and like (laughs) no 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 
right? Like not having a commit, not being able to commit because somebody else thinks that I should do something instead of like actually looking at me and being like, Hey, if that doesn't align with you, what does, you know, and, and like having that, that compassion for the process, we're not, we haven't been very good at that generationally. We're starting to do it now. You know, I love the millennials. They're like, no. Yeah, I know. (laughs) We're not doing that. I don't know what we're doing, but we're not doing that. And, and they're starting to get into those places of saying, yeah, like there, there are times where we where we have to do things that are hard, things that we, we don't enjoy doing, but when we see it as process toward something that really lights us up, we'll allow ourselves to get through the ugly stuff, right? It's not just quitting because it's hard, right? Like it's, it's choosing your hard to get to the thing that, that you really love or the thing that you really want, you know, and that changes all of these words. That's what I, I believe everybody's trying to do, right? Like we don't like discipline. I don't want it to mean like getting hit because you did the wrong thing or, yeah. you know, having to tighten up because you're, you know, you're not studious enough. Like I don't, I, I hate that, that these words have created such programming within us that we can't use them. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think, as you said about giving yourself permission to stop whenever you, that's how I approach to taking risk, like doing some of the trade shows I do and doing some of the expos I do, like, there's a lot of nerves and anxiety comes around doing them because you never know what you're going to meet. You never know what's going to show up. And I always say to myself, if it doesn't feel okay and you're too afraid or something happens that you don't feel safe, you're you're allowed to pack up and leave. You don't have to stay. And it's like that freedom. It's giving yourself the green light to make a decision based on what the environment is and not making an anxiety-based decision of, you have to stay through the whole thing. You paid so much money to be here. You have to recoup some of this money. Like, you know, there was there's both sides of conversations that happen. And I think part of that is giving yourself the freedom to be like, you know what? Nope. Sorry. If it doesn't feel right, it doesn't feel right. So for me, really thought about it, you know what I mean? Like everything with intention. Yeah. is good. And for me, I think that's part of my wounding is that no one's ever been committed to taking care of me, like as a child, as as a young adult, as a teenager, like I've had to fend for myself for from a very young age. So when I was on my journey and as far as this healing and this this last upshift, like moving up to the Pacific Northwest and and really kind of de- diving deep into some deep waters, like I had to remind myself, I'm committed to be here with you through the process. Like that wounded part of me needed to know that I would hold her hand through the process. So it's, you know, for me, commitment just means that I'm going to be here. We're, we can change your mind in doing what we're doing, but I'll be here and be with and support myself through the process and not just be the the efficient hammer that I seem to always have running around in my head saying I need to do it faster or better or whatever. Like committing to having grace and understanding with myself it now it happened naturally, but there was a part of me that needed to hear that from myself. So 
that's why we when we understand our relationships to words and how and what we're what we need from others or from ourselves in those moments i think that's super important it goes back to self-awareness 101 you know understanding that oh i'm in anxiety what do i need right now do i need the hammer of discipline no chances are no most of the time you need just the a little bit of grace and love and just in just in seeking like what do you need right now well you know i just need to feel supported okay and how can you support yourself what are the things that make you feel supported and are there people in the that can help you feel supported enough to get yourself to open up to receive your support because that's that's a thing too um it's a whole like it's so connected to so many things Uh, (laughs) web. yes (laughs) our little spider web of like things that are connected but yeah yeah i think commitment to self versus commitment to other people or things is like a completely different thing like i can I can commit to myself, right? Like, cause I've already given myself all kinds of permissions, yeah. <laughs> right? Like I'm like, yeah, man, you're, I'm committed to myself because I know it doesn't really mean anything. It means that I can change my mind on a whim. But when I commit to another person, there's immediate responsibility. And I'm like, yeah. I don't want that, right? Like, because there's expectation over there and I do not want expectation. I'm, I've worked so hard to remove expectation from my, my, my energy field, right? Like that when it pops in, I feel like, like, I don't, I don't, I don't want that, you know, like, I don't want, shouldn't say I don't want that. Cause there is, I guess, a certain level that I must be comfortable with. Right. Like when people come to my, my sessions, I, they expect to get something right? like, and I'm cool with that because I know I'm going to provide it. And I know that there's, there's parameters within that I'm comfortable with, right. Like when it comes to that commitment, I'm committed to my clients because we've got like this very specific set of parameters that is very fluid and easy for me but when there's a commitment to a person that I don't have those things with or that we don't match up or the expectation is different I start to freak out and I don't want it like I want none of it zero of it I don't even want to like work on it (laughs) I'm just like nope because it's just into obligation yeah obligation exactly and the types of people that have come for the people pleasing have like really added on to the trauma around that of like committing to a person means responsibility because you have attracted people who need you to be responsible for them like shit right like how do I dial that back well it used to be just don't do it (laughs) just like avoid that at all costs you know (laughs) and now it is you know, different of being like, okay, you've got to, you've got to mentally release yourself from these things, which means releasing yourself from their expectation, releasing yourself from their temper tantrums, if you don't reach their expectation, and, you know, learning how to have a boundary from people who are going to do those things to you and and allowing that to be an act of self-care and not an act of meanness, which is what all of those things have meant previously. But it, when you think about like what I'm glad that we're doing this because we are thinking about those words and dismantling our belief system about those words so that they don't have that charge when somebody says it to us mm-hmm. right or we're able to be like I know how I heard that if I need some clarity I need to ask some questions <laughs> because I need not run with it 
because I am understanding that I have a heavy charge around that word. Yeah. Except for discipline. I am never going to not be charged around yeah. discipline. Sorry. <laughs> those of you in this world that can i admire you because but discipline is so hard because it's used to shame and shame is a core wounding of mine and it's so hard i mean maybe someday i'll be like yeah whatever discipline discipline but whatever i can't uh, right now we're air signs it's rigid we can't yes this rigidity is not i'm sure (laughs) like it's a little yeah. box they try to put us in and we're like, fuck that. Yeah. And there's some people yeah. who really like to be in the box. Right? Yeah. Like they, they are like so comfortable in the box and it's like, okay, the box is for you. It's not for me. Right? Yeah. So if you, if discipline is something you enjoy and it doesn't feel like self-punishment and it feels very much like your rhythm, like, you know, you created a rhythm that feels like discipline good deal. (laughs) I'm happy for you. As long as you're not miserable, as long as you're not using it as a form of punishment or using it as a form of conformity, then you're likely to be fine. But most of us have been using that as conformity or, you know, some sort of obedient type thing. And, and that's why most people have, have a problem. It's not sustainable. It eventually crumbles, you know, because it's not, natural as human beings you know with our heart and our soul to have to follow rigid lines we're not meant to be rigid we're meant to be somewhat fluid right like that if you want to create lines you can create lines but don't feel like you know can only be on those lines you can change them at any time yep and yeah i bet yeah discipline i'm all i'm over it yeah I'm going to work on has it. a fear and component to it. And none of us really want to live in fear. And if you think, oh my gosh, this is a bunch of whatever, try it. Yeah. <laughs> I try wish y'all could see her face right now. It's just like, <laughs> right, like you'll find some words. You'll find right. some words. Yeah. Think about growing up and think about what are the words that were said to you that trigger instant like regression to that age and feeling that whatever you felt doesn't even have to be discipline or commitment or any type of those words try it you know like i know my trigger words i know the words that have so much compounding meaning to it and i've decided that are good or bad whereas most words are neutral inherently but it's the meaning we put behind the words that matter and that's why i mean that's why they create buzzwords like it's in psychology buzzwords is the new thing and well it's been the ongoing thing i think for many years but it's it's kind of becoming pop psychology type of terminology but words have charge depending on the way that they were used in our lives from day one Mm -hmm. if you know if your dad always said to you you know you're just lazy like laziness is inherently not a bad word cats are lazy but yet they're really well loved why can't humans have a touch of laziness every now and again and be well loved mm-hmm. we've been indoctrinated to be high functioning people that are always on that are always have full foot down on the gas pedal and we're not made to work like that there's a reason there's a burnout conversation in this world yeah. and i think and maybe this is a little bit of a tangent but I really feel that when we take a look at the words 
and how they mean and what they mean to us, especially around commitment and discipline, that we get to decide what meaning we want to have around it and to heal some of the charge we have around these words. And, you know, and, and commitment can be very loving and dedicated and, and flowery, but it also can be obligatory. And I feel that the more we investigate it, the more we have an understanding and we can articulate to people. You just said that to me, like, you're committed to me. What does that mean to you? Like, as being curious, you don't have to confront. There's no confrontation. Well, I think commitment means this. What does it mean to you? Like, you don't have to be like, you can be very easy with your pe people and friendships and even like with doctors and other things. Like, what do you mean by that? What 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 is your definition of that word? Because it's going to be vastly different from mine. If we, it could be, and if we don't have a connection of the meaning of it, I'm going to take everything you say with using that word wrong. Yeah. And yeah, I why it's important to understand that. That's why we approach these types of things like these words, and um, just seeing it in so much on social media lately has really that's kind of what brought this to a head. And also with myself, because I always used to say, you're not disciplined enough to get things done. And I'm like, okay, that doesn't feel good. Right, like, ooh, that really made me want to do it. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go ooh. eat this piece of chocolate now and sit on my couch and watch some more murder mysteries. Like, because that's way funner. Right. Well, and then what do we say, right? Like, so you, you like, hit a buzzword like if there ever was one lazy is one of my least favorite words ever like I despise that word because lazy to me doesn't exist like there's a reason why we're not doing any there, there's there's always a reason we're not doing something lazy is something that people use in order to create discipline yeah right like the opposite of lazy is discipline in our society and i'm like no oh my god right mm -hmm. like because both of those words we have absolutely bastardized <laughs> you know like I, again if i could just take lazy out of the dictionary i absolutely would i don't i think it's a pointless word it doesn't actually do anything except for shame people if you are being if anybody ever says they're being lazy i'm like you're judging the fact that you didn't want to do something and yeah. there's always a reason for not wanting to do something. You might be tired. You might not be motivated because it's not the thing for you. There may be times where you need to unplug and unplugging is good for you. And it's a recharge moment. Those are the things that are happening. Every person I know, I feel like says, oh, I was being lazy today. Like, no, you weren't. Like, I freak out. I mean, I, my clients know, like, don't just don't say the words, <laughs> you know, or if, they, if it slips out, they're like, I know I was just resting, you know, like, <laughs> because they, they like see my face be like, okay, like hold it together because my God, like that's what you're describing there. We've created in our, uh, in our minds and in our programming that the going is the way that doing is the way and that anything that's not doing is we we've got to say something to get us out of it and it's like dang right like what's the difference between lazy and leisure right we can say leisure all the time i was leisurely lounging 
right? Like, ooh, how spectacular. Look at you. It's the same damn thing that the person who's laying on the couch is doing, but you're going to call them lazy. Why? Yeah. Right. Because it's, you know, there's a whole different connotation of what that, the purpose of that word is. And when you said it, I was like, like, I got all mad. Like, yeah, that's, that's what, right. Like we create, we want to create discipline to avoid being lazy. And I hate both of those words. So, yeah. And if you're ever questioning friends, what the meanings of words does to people, that was a narrative my dad used to say. So what did I ended up doing? Working like 60 to 80 hours a week at one job and then getting a chronic illness as a result of not heeding my body's need to rest. Because it was being lazy. Exactly. Ah. If I worked hard enough, he would be proud of me and et cetera, et cetera. There's all a bunch of shit there. But, but what I'm saying is, is that what that word meant to me caused me to change my behavior and be more quote unquote disciplined And because of fear, because of the need for whatever our relationship was in that moment, I took it to such extreme that I got sick and ended up having nothing, losing my job and losing everything I had. Mm -hmm. And my whole life changed. I mean, in the end, like, you know, that's, that's not fun. That's horrible. That's horrible. Yeah. And lots of people are doing it in the name of discipline, in the name of getting ahead, in the name of being an over, an achiever and a hustler and a grinder and a, and a person who's going to make it. And it's like, why doesn't sound like making it to me? It sounds like misery. And I'm not, that to me is not making it. It used to be though, because I, I was also brainwashed by it. I was in that feeling of like, oh, well, yeah, yeah. Until I started to dismantle it and was like, somebody made that up why you know like that's how my i mean curiosity the reason why i throw curiosity around is because it's the thing that has saved me my entire life is be like is 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 wondering why well where did that come from i want to know where everything came from because if it came from a person who made a decision i'm gonna be the person who makes a decision that hey because who said that person gets to rule my life like I don't like that. And I, and I get that we have rules for a reason because there are people who are unwell, but those people are unwell for different reasons too. Like, it's not to say that I believe in anarchy, you know, or, or, or anything like that, but I just feel like we have twisted so much of it. And if we want to figure out what's going on with our mental health crisis, which I'm hoping people want, I mean, I want it, but judging by the way we don't make any progress i'm really questioning whether or not as a as a whole we're really committed to use the word committed to this you know to the process to get curious of like what why why did somebody say this why did this become the way what was what was happening then that isn't happening now so we can let go of it you know trying to do it with the compassion you know the curiosity where did this come from i want it gone but does it have a purpose? Because if it has a purpose, you know, I can get it right. Like I, I, I can get behind certain things and, and take the charge out if it has a purpose, but man, you know, when you go into like discipline and, and all that kind of stuff and start to be talking about obedience, it's like, I don't know about that. <laughs> right? Like it seems an awful lot like humanness has, is pushed to the side and that never works out in the end. Yeah, it doesn't. And, and I understand where it comes from. I understand generational, you know, Great Depression, 
you know, I even back to the medieval time, like that was a thing. It's not that way anymore. We've been given the privilege of like time in a sense. And yeah, some of you who are like, dude, I have to work like five jobs to just feed my children. I get it. That's a different conversation. But the words and how they have made meaning our whole lives matters. And our parents have different meanings. We get to choose what those meanings are. We don't have to perpetuate what that meaning was to our family forever. We can make that change. Yes, absolutely. And some words were just dumb. Some words we just, I just can't seem to change the discipline. So I'm just going to not use it. Yeah, no. Right, like I'm just done with it. Like it's, it's a word I don't want to use. And that's cool. Like, uh, and, and other people who want to use it, I will just curiously ask them. Like when you say I'm undisciplined, what does that mean to you? Because like, I don't like the judgment that that's coming at it. Where, what, what do you see? You know, like I, I want to be on your page. I do. I want to be on everybody's page. Cause I like, I'm, I'm interested in people, but that hitting that curiosity helps from hitting, like having the trigger to, to reaction be so quick that misunderstandings are happening or we're, we're not even working toward anything and just kind of fighting over stuff. You know, like I may appear undisciplined to somebody who really loves order, but I have my own way of doing things that is effective. I've done a great many things in my life. I've achieved a lot of things in my life using my process that may look undisciplined. It may look, you know, whatever, but you know, to use some of those other words, like I do have the dedication to my heart and my soul and following it and feeding it. So it doesn't, it's not going to look the same to another person. So what looks undisciplined to you because your heart and soul needs something else. Okay. But we don't need to, we don't need to throw that at me the same way that I don't need to throw that at you that, oh, well, you don't look like you're dedicated to the process because you won't follow it through. Like, no, what's going on? Why don't you want to do it? Like be dedicated to yourself and your process, be committed to yourself and your process. That's the only person you got to really answer to. So, you know, but we have all this outside chatter coming at us like full bore all day long, every day, TV, social media, you know, all kinds of different, you know, avenues that, that we're receiving it. And we really are you know, best served to, to stop and slow down and really think about what's being done to us and turn, turn the freaking ship around. Yes. We're worth it. Amen. I agree. hundred percent. We hope that this really interesting podcast has given you some insight around your own meanings to words around whatever whatever things, whatever words that you use to manage your life, whatever that is, and get curious about how it feels to you and make the changes or make the shifts or whatever you need. If you need help with any of this, you know that we are here for you. Um, Our information is in the outro. And if you want to find us on the Facebook's um, Facebook, Freud's Angels Facebook page, words articulate here. you can connect with us there. Uh, we will get back to you as soon as we can. Thanks for joining us. We will talk to you guys next week. Take care, everybody. Love you all.
If you were triggered by anything said in this podcast, please dial 911 or go to your local emergency room. To more deeply understand your unique emotional reaction to today's podcast, I'd love for you to connect with me. You can find me at Vanessa Perry Counselor at gmail.com or at www.vanessaperry.net. And if you wish to take your healing further through energy work or channeling angels or the highest level beings, please reach out to me, Grace, at graceevergreen.com or graceevergreen at outlook.com. And always remember you are loved, you are worthy, and the world needs your light.